This podcast series is made possible thanks to the generous support of the Cooperative of American Physicians. Physician-founded and physician-governed, CAP provides superior medical malpractice coverage and solutions to more than 12,500 California physicians and helps them realize professional and personal success. Upon joining CAP, members receive risk management services, claim support, and a dedicated in-house defense firm, practice management resources, and so much more. CAP has been a long-standing premier LACMA partner and continues to support our members every day. To learn more, visit capphysicians.com. That's capphysicians.com. Welcome to this edition of Clear as Mud, the podcast dedicated to bringing clarity to medicine. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Jeffrey Lee, the president of the LA County Medical Association. Greetings. We're at the 48th annual legislative day to visit Sacramento to meet and engage with the state's policymakers. And today we'll be talking with over a dozen state assembly representatives. Our distinguished guest uh, is Senator Portentino, representing um, uh, District 25. 25. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Senator Portino, can you just tell us a little bit about your district? Well, I have the best district in the state of California, and that uh, makes my colleagues upset, but I tell them I'm an honest politician, and I represent the best district in the state of California. It starts in Sunland, Tahunga, and goes across the 210 all the way out to Upland. Burbank, Glendale, and Pasadena are the three largest cities, but there's 18 communities uh, along the 210 corridor, and I'm proud to represent it. Well, great. Uh, we're trying to you know, obviously, we're a healthcare organization with our physicians, and just, uh, the white jackets were a giveaway. Yes, uh, for those who are listening online, we've got our white coats. Uh, it's the invasion of the white coats uh, today. So, um, but I just wanted to talk with you about some of your priorities uh, for healthcare. We've talked a little bit before we started recording, so if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So uh, thank you for the opportunity. This year we're doing a bill to make sure that women who have uh, uh, issues with uh, abnormal breast uh, diagnosis, that they get follow-up mammograms covered by their insurance. Uh, right now they have to go out of pocket, which oftentimes they decide not to have the follow-up uh, diagnosis. And then, of course, if you you know leave that to happenstance, bad things happen. And so we want to make sure that if your doctor wants you to have more imaging, um, and it's technology neutral, so as technology changes and gets better, uh, whatever comes down the road is covered by your insurance company, and we think that's an important thing to do. It was brought to me by a constituent uh, who had that issue and uh, uh, is also married to a physician, and so uh, we thought it was a good thing to do, and so we put that in. And then we're doing some work on mandatory dyslexia screening. Um, we should make sure that our first graders and their teachers know who has a reading challenge and who has a, a learning disability. And uh, so we want that to be screened in all school districts. There's 38 states in the country that already do uh, that screening. And then we're working with a number of a advocates on fetal alcohol syndrome, uh, children with fetal alcohol syndrome, to make sure that, again, their IEPs in school, that they get the care and the focus and the, and the love that they need. So we're working on those three things. Well, excellent. Uh you know, you've been very open about your health journey as well. Uh, I don't know if you want to share any of that with our, our listeners who are physicians and know kind of the process uh, by and large. Absolutely. So imagine me twice of me, uh, three times. Well, not quite three times. Um, like everyone else, I put on 30 pounds during the first year of the pandemic and uh, went to 314 pounds. And right now I'm 155. And so I had the bariatric surgery uh, 17 months ago. 
and it changed my life at 60 years old. After spending four decades on a couch eating potato chips, I decided to do something radical, and so I had uh, the bariatric bypass surgery, and so far, knock on wood, 17 months later, <laughs> I ride my bike every day and went from, to put it in geometric terms, I went from a 3X to a medium, hmm. if you all are visual learners, um, and the one that gets me was 15 inches on my neck, excuse me, wow. five inches on my neck. Wow. I lost five inches, so I went from a 20-inch neck to a 15 and a half inch neck. That's pretty crazy. You look great, so yeah. I feel good. Yeah, my wife was upset because I had to buy all new clothes and she didn't, <laughs> a lot of new shirts. She didn't want to spend the money on me. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the pandemic. Last question: uh, How has the pandemic changed your view of healthcare uh, as a priority? Well, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, like many constituents, uh, a lot of my doctor's visits have been uh, telemedicine. Um, which has been fine, mm. though I will say that I've had one physician's office that they're never on time, um, which is a problem because, you know, if I schedule my, you know, my schedule, if I make mm. my appointment at 11 o'clock, I'm not available at 1130. So, but for the most part, the telemedicine uh, visits have been, have been okay um, for me. Some have been on Zoom and some have just been over the phone. Um, but that's been a big adjustment because, you know, I grew up in a gen generation where you, you know, you went and you met with your doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, society is so crazy and, you know, life in L.A. is crazy that I don't mind not having to drive to an office. And so I've adapted uh, to telemedicine. So I think that's probably been the biggest issue. And obviously, we've also seen how the pandemic has sort of exacerbated a lot of the social inequities in medicine, you know. Uh, there are a lot of underrepresented communities, a lot of challenges and ethnic and racial disparities that have all uh, all been highlighted. And of course, the, the vaccine issue, um, you know, the politiza politicization of public health has been pretty sad. I mean, people mm -hmm. are dying because folks are politicizing what should be common sense. And I used to say that, you know, a mask means you love your neighbor. Uh, it doesn't mean you're an evil person. It just means you love your neighbor. And we certainly should be loving our neighbors. And, you know, I mean, that's what it is. I, I went out and I got a mask with hearts on it early on just to say, <laughs> it's because I love you. You may not like me, but, you know. Uh, and I, I had a friend who was just had COVID and was wearing a mask in, in the line at the DMV. And some guy was not wearing a mask in front of him and was very indignant that he was wearing a mask. And the guy says, I'm wearing the mask to protect you. Because I had COVID last week. So, you know, why we would politicize public health is just, it's crazy. Well, Senator, thank you so much for being generous with your time. I just want to, you probably don't remember this, but when I was making my first trip here up to our annual um, Legislative Advocacy Day, you kind of took us and a bunch of medical students and went out onto the, uh, the floor. Senate floor and took pictures with us. We took selfies with you, and I thought that was just so cool. So I appreciate that. So thank you very much, and thank you for joining with us today. Absolutely, and thank you all for being healers. You know, we need more people to, to, to answer the call. So I appreciate your service and all of you for, for doing what you do. The pandemic's made it harder than ever. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.